Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Chris Sarenson Podcast. I'm your host, Saring Chapel, and today we have such an amazing episode for you. We are joined by Jade Arena, a great Bachelor fan and Bachelor Nation enthusiast. Um, she has been keeping up with this season and is here to recap the events of the season with us. Jade, how long have you been watching The Bachelor? franchise for um honestly it hasn't been that long I would say I maybe started my freshman or sophomore year of college so about four or five years ago um and then mainly just watching the bachelor and bachelorette franchise not really too much of the bachelor in paradise portion but I've been trying to keep up and you know keeping up with the contestants keeping up with the bachelor the bachelorette um, so diving in deeper to Bachelor Nation. Amazing. So Jade, tell us a little bit about your overall thoughts on the episode, what you thought of all the dramatics. Um, how did this episode fare to you compared to the rest of the what we've seen so far and just in general? Um, so I think, you know, the drama kind of started last episode. Um, and then t- last night it kind of, you know, picked up more. Um, But I think it was definitely needed, honestly. I feel like now we're finally starting to get into the season more. We're starting to see more from some of the girls, more personality. Um, And I kind of loved it, honestly. I feel like we really needed that push so we can can figure out who we like, who we're not liking. Hopefully, maybe Matt can learn a little bit more about these girls that maybe he hasn't seen. Um, So overall, I really enjoyed it. Yes, and that brings in a great point. You know, you mentioned how we're really starting to see some of these characters and some of these contestants and what their vibes in. This episode especially showed a lot of people's true colors, and we'll get into that in a little bit about, you know, who our true villains are here, who our true heroes are. Um, But just to start off at where we were at the beginning of the episode... Um, I believe going back, it started at, um, did they start with a group date? Um, well, I know we saw Ben Higgins come on for that group date later on. I'm trying to remember what our first group. We had, um, did we have the rose ceremony? So, I feel like the rose ceremony was, was it at the beginning? Am I... Yes, I think the rose ceremony was, and I think, I remember Chelsea, I think, was one of the last girls to get one. Yes, so... And that was kind of the drama. Yes, so the rose ceremony, or was there two rose ceremonies? Because the new girls came, and then there was drama because the new girls um, got some of the roses, and some of the older girls didn't. I think what really starts this... Oh, okay. I know where we begin with this episode. Sorry, everybody. It takes me a little minute sometimes to remember the sequence of orders, especially something that they're doing this season and like they did a little bit last season is they're throwing us off of the typical schedule because I like when an episode goes in a correct format, like group date, one-on-one, maybe another group date, show the cocktail party, and then do a rose ceremony at the end. It mm-hmm. really throws me off when they put a rose ceremony like at the beginning of an episode or some, or in the middle. Um, but this whole thing starts with the girls chatting about Sarah who has left. Um, and then Victoria says something that offends Katie and Katie and Victoria get in a little uh, rifle. Jade, what are your thoughts on Queen Victoria? I have to ask everybody who comes on. Okay, so I think, you know, initially in the first one or two episodes, she was the villain or made out to be the villain. Um, Just, you know, due to the whole Queen Victoria act and kind of being that annoying, you know, I'm meant to be with Matt kind of stick. Um, You know, I think we kind of saw with the last episode and last night's episode, um, she may not necessarily be the villain this season or maybe be the only villain, depending on how you how you what your opinion is on her how you view her um i think last night i think we saw she's not necessarily the villain of the season she just kind of has more of that annoying tendencies i would say but um maybe sometimes tries to be the antagonizing um drama stirrer in the house 
but I wouldn't necessarily call her the villain. I definitely think there are other people that can be considered, but she definitely um, eggs it on, tries to stir the pot a little bit, tries to kind of be the mean girl at times. Yes. I think that Victoria is almost too much the villain to be the villain, if you know what that, you know what I mean? Like, she's too much. Like, she's too outwardly trying to stir up drama and trying to be excessive that at this point it doesn't phase me anymore because I'm just like, I expect it coming from her. You know what I mean? Where it's different, whereas somebody like Anna it's a little more low key and then she comes in and you know does a lot of this behind people's backs and plot twisting things when you expect anna to be more grounded same with like mj and some of the other girls in the house whereas victoria we all expect the worst from her so uh, at this point i'm not taking her that seriously um uh, what did you think of her outfit um, this night with her sparkly, um, I think she referred to herself as Elsa, but she had an interesting ensemble. Mm-hmm. Um, it honestly kind of gave me like Ariana Grande impersonator vibes, if I'm being honest. <laughs> um, the fur jacket, the faux fur jacket was really a lot. She was really, you know, serving us everything. Um, but really no one asked for that. You know, everyone else was in just a dress no jacket or overlay and she really said you know i'm queen victoria let me wear my my finest fur yes um i think it's interesting because victoria just i never get disappointed when i see victoria's outfits because there's always something like so tragically wrong with them like she obviously just doesn't have any sort of stylist or whoever does like the production stuff on the team to help these girls get ready is purposely making Victoria look bad because she does not come out there looking winning. I will say this outfit was a little better than the the puffy pink dress with the bra sticking out. At least the jacket covered whatever bra she was trying to wear that night uh, with that ensemble. But still, it looked out of place with all these girls wearing just like uh, stunning sleek outfits and then she's wearing a full Winter's Game of Thrones-esque uh, fur on her. Um, all right, so, um, and in terms of the fight, oh my gosh, my toilet always does this. It makes loud screeching noises. I have to wait for it to pass. Okay, there we go. Very nice. Um, so, in terms, you know, Katie and Victoria get into a fight, and um, we see Katie kind of say, you know, I don't think it's cool that you're being rude to these other girls. And then Victoria's like, I want you to apologize to me, Katie. Um, what did you think of that? Did you think um, either one of them had the right of way in that argument? Or did you kind of just feel like it was not that, not that impactful for the episode? You know, I think um, we've seen this time and time again, you know, obviously, Katie did have kind of a big opening when she stepped out of the limo to meet Matt. Um, but besides that, she's really shown what great character she has time and time again, you know, um, when all the girls kind of ganged up on Sarah, regardless of if you thought that was, you know, justified or not, she made an effort to go out. And while she didn't necessarily forgive Sarah for what she did, she did, you know, sit with her after she was kind of ganged up on and talk to her and relate to her about, you know, both their fathers. Um, and I think time and time again, we just see, like, how she truly is a genuine person who I think you know, I gotta say it, is there for the right reasons. Oh, um, whereas, you know, we have Victoria who's constantly doing these, like, attention grabs. And I don't know if she may be there just to, you know, kind of make a name for herself and get some followers, honestly, because she really loves, like I said before, stirring the pot and creating that drama and getting some screen time. Yeah, and well, apparently, uh, according to a recent news story, uh, Victoria stole about like $200 worth of makeup products from a Publix. So uh, she's got a great backstory, if anything. Um, but, you know, it's just so... I feel like Victoria just keeps getting better and better each week with the stuff we find out about her and with like the... Over, like every time I think she's done the worst, she takes it one step further, um, which kind of leads into the next thing is when all of the new girls come in, we see Victoria take the crown off of that one girl's head and be like, I'm the queen, uh, which I thought that was, that was something else. Like, 
I don't even know what I would do in that situation, but I thought Victoria in that moment was really um, outdoing herself, if you will. Definitely. Yeah, so that, you know, brings us to these new girls coming in. Um, how do you feel? I know they did this on Tasha's season last semester, last semester, last season with bringing in new people and they're doing it again. How do you feel about that? Do you like that format? Do you think it's they shouldn't do it? Do you think it's being repetitive? How, what are your thoughts on them bringing in new girls to the scenario? Honestly, for me, it does feel repetitive. I guess, you know, it made sense for, sense for Tasha's season, given that, you know, she was coming into Claire's season and after Claire had already eliminated a few people and, you know, Tasha going in, she should have that same fair chance to meet all these different people. Um, but for Matt's season, where we literally just sent home a bunch of girls and now you're going to just bring back a bunch more, it just kind of, I feel like, was an attempt by the producers to kind of make the season more interesting. Granted that, you know, they're all kind of stuck due to COVID with like only limited things that they can do. Um, but honestly, I didn't love it, especially because some of these girls didn't even get time with Matt, um, given that, you know, Sarah and all these other people were hogging his time. I could only imagine how they must feel that they finally got like five minutes with him and then all these new girls come in now, they may not get a rose over a new girl who literally just met him um probably was infuriating yeah i agree i feel like you know that was definitely um and you know it's definitely the producers thought saw this opportunity knew it would cause the drama that it's causing and said let's go with it you know they really wanted to twist everybody up and knew that bringing five new girls into the house would ignite a fire between the rest of the girls um that being said though we see this really does spark a lot of drama um and we see a huge shift in the behavior of these girls now a lot of people are going around saying that some of these girls are bullies mean girls um that it's just overkill what do you think do you think these girls are taking it too far do you think they would you go to link to say that they're bullying do you think it's justified what they're saying what do you think about the behavior of the woman in the house so in terms of sarah i think prior to her leaving i think that definitely was kind of mean group of mean girls bullying kind of the way they just kept the conversation going it's like you said what you need to be said but then just kept reiterating it felt very bullyish to me um in regards to maybe like victoria i feel like once again it's just like the attention she loves of like repeating the gossip and like the little drama with like her and anna gossiping and whatnot um so i don't know if she necessarily means to come from like a bully or mean girl standpoint for her i feel like it's more just cause drama in the house um but in regards to the new girls i think we're, I'm not really I don't think any of the girls do it to be mean. It's more like I said before, their time is threatened with Matt because now they have to spend even more for his time now that there are even more people in the house looking to spend time with him and, and converse with him. But I don't think they mean to come from like a mean girl. We're the mean girls, whatever. We're going to attack these women. I think it's more that threatened position of like, well, we're the OGs and they're the new girls kind of perspective where now there's this divide in the house and these girls are trying to come in and take our man that we met a few weeks ago, trying to defend that and trying to keep their relationships, their individual relationships going with Matt while these new girls are about to form one with form with Matt and start dating him as well. Yeah, I see that. I see that for sure. And, you know, I always try to play devil's advocate on here. Um, but, you know, again, this is just me playing devil's advocate and just stating all the facts. Um, but I just think that it could be a little bit of a double standard here because if you look back on Tasha's season, when those new men came in, the guys had a very similar reaction. Like, nobody was happy when Noah and Spencer came in. I mean, they called Spencer lunch meat. They, they were not nice to any of them. Um... And nobody called that bullying. Nobody called them being like mean girls or whatever the guy form of that is. And, I, you know, 
obviously like I feel like sometimes women have a more catty behave like delivery sometimes so maybe that's where the whole mean girls-ness is coming in whereas the guys are kind of direct but at the same time like even last week with Sarah like when um who was it oh when Dale was getting extra time with Claire last season all of the men were jumping on him we saw the roast like and, you know, everybody kind of just took that as it was. Nobody really said this is disgusting behavior, whereas they're saying that to the woman. And I'm just, I don't know, I find it a bit of a double standard that we can look at all of these men behaving very similarly to guys for doing the same thing um, as what these women are upset about. Like, they're... Um, genuinely upset about the same thing. They're upset about not getting time with the lead and they're upset about people interrupting and they're upset about um, new people coming in. And in my opinion, I saw the men on Tasha's season and these women on Matt James's season acting very similarly in those scenarios. So it's, it's just weird to me that there's such a stigma about the women acting this way. I don't know if you see that as well, Jade. I think that was a great point, and I totally agree with what you're saying. I think it really does show that kind of double standard that exists. Um, I think in this case, I mean, maybe there's more to see. I mean, we've only just got the new girls to come in. Um, I think it's the girls manifesting their insecurities with their relationship. Because, you know, once again, they have to fight for that time with him. And um, I think certain girls, though, are definitely more comfortable I wouldn't say 100% comfortable but more comfortable than others I mean obviously Victoria taking the crown off of that girl's head wasn't nice and also clearly like trying to assert her dominance and being like well we're I'm an OG and you're the new girl like we're gonna defend our relationships with Matt um you're not welcome here um but I definitely don't think that's representative of every new girl I mean of course at the end of the day they're not happy about it but I don't think all of them are necessarily going to outwardly show that to these new girls. And it's an unfortunate situation to be in. But at the same time, it's not like these new girls signed up with the intention of being the new girls. It's just the way the producers made it. And obviously, if these girl, new girls are given the opportunity to come on the show and meet Matt and see where it goes, like they're going to take it. They're not going to think about how they're the new girls and how everyone else in the house will feel. Exactly. That's my thing is I don't understand why some of these girls are getting so pressed because... Like, I get being annoyed at the situation, but to take it out on these girls is rough because they didn't sign up to be the ones that came a week later, two weeks later. They they signed up for it thinking that they might be the ones showing up on the same day as the rest of these people. It just so happened that production was like, hey, you're going to hang back for a little and then we're going to put you in, um, which causes a lot of drama. But um, going back to kind of the mean girl mentality um, concept here. I think it's also inter interesting that I'm seeing all this stuff on the internet about how all these girls are mean girls, um, all these girls are bullies. I think there's a lot of generalization. In my head, there's, I could name probably three girls that I think are taking it way over the top and who are being rude. And I would say that's Victoria. I can actually name four, um, Victoria, we didn't see it this episode, but we definitely saw last episode was Kit. So I'm glad we saw her calm down a little bit this episode. But last episode, I would say Kit was definitely taking it over the top. And I just generally don't think she might. I don't think she's the nicest of um, human beings. Um, and then, of course, this episode, we saw Anna and MJ. So I would say the four of them, yes, they're taking it overboard. They're not... Uh, the nicest in the household but I think we're seeing so much airtime for those people that it's making everybody else look bad even though most of those girls haven't done anything rude at all to the other to the new girls um, so I think when we make generalizations like that it's like hard because there's a few bad eggs like in everything that are making everybody else look bad I've seen some people say that Serena C joins the pack for being considered one of the mean girls. Maybe it's just because I like Serena C. I, I have from the first episode. But I don't know. I see her being like kind of nonchalant and like saying stuff that could come off as a little rude. But I don't see her intentionally being a bully the way that some of the other girls are really getting in there and digging their nails deep. 
Right. I don't necessarily think Serena C will join that pack or that squad of Mean Girls. Um, but I definitely would agree with kind of that grouping that you gave of Victoria, Kit, Anna, and um, MJ. Um, you know, I think we really obviously saw it between Anna and Victoria kind of gossiping this episode, talking about um, the new girl who's also from Chicago, um, talking about that. Um, we really saw that. I think Kit, as you said, kind of has her moments. Um, I don't, not to go there, but she is only 21 compared to the rest of the girls. So I don't know if maybe it's coming from an immaturity standpoint or maybe, you know, she actually does have that kind of mean girl side to her that we have only seen a little bit of so far. Um, or once again, maybe it's, you know, her insecurity or whatnot um, with her relationship with Matt just coming out and, you know, seeing all these other girls getting time with him and getting special attention with him. Um, but I think Anna definitely is the biggest manifestation of that with the new girl from Chicago. She really has to bring up, you know, dirt or rumors about this girl who no one even knows is true just because she needs to, um, you know, kind of kind of justify, I guess, why she why we shouldn't like her and um, why, you know, she is better for Matt than this new girl. Yeah, Anna, let me tell you, Anna rubbed me the wrong way from the very beginning. Like, I knew something was up with her the minute that we see that, uh, the like, I think it was in the premiere when she was, like, manifesting her getting a rose and she was doing some voodoo uh, shenanigans up on the ceremony platform. I just, she's really rubbed me the wrong way this whole time, and I called it. I knew that she was going to be the mastermind here uh, behind all the bitchiness. Because you can kind of tell that Anna and MJ are like the house ringleaders and that the girls all kind of get behind them um, on a lot of the stuff that they say. Um, so it makes it all the more scarier when Anna and MJ are the ones, you know, really beating these things down and saying uh, kind of malicious stuff because I feel like they have a great influence over the rest of the house. Um, and I think people are learning they don't want to be on the wrong side of them. Um, but Anna especially is just uh, the nerve of that girl. Also, I just can't with the facial expressions. She needs a muscle relaxer or something. Her, she's got like horse teeth. She's going like I, she looks like she's wearing a mouth guard 24-7. I don't know why she can't just like put a little tranquilizer in there and settle settle the skin a little. I don't know if you've noticed that about her as well, though. I definitely think she's really been, you know, passionate about her cause and energetic. But, you know, there's no need to, you know, women supporting other women. There's no need to tear this other new girl down um, in your quest for love. I think if Matt truly likes you, he'll you got your relationship will develop and he'll see who you are, you know, like, he's not going to love that girl that's talking all this gossip and rumors about another girl. He's not going to want someone like that in a wife. You know what I mean? Like, just focus on your relationship with him and your intentions and showing him yourself. And that's what it should really be about. I'm not saying, you know, the girls need to be all best friends with each other. Obviously, you know, there's a group of like, what, 15 women in the house together. But I don't know, have some level of respect, you know, like at the end of the day, you can't force Matt or any bachelor to like you like it is what it is and just try and focus on your relationship. Yeah, I think, you know, it was really low of her to spread all these rumors about I think that her name is Brittany, the new girl who came in from Chicago. But Brittany didn't do anything to anyone like Brittany's just trying to live like Brittany seemed nice. I didn't have any issues with her. Um, but Anna really just wanted to, and I think it's because Brittany kind of came in there kind of strong. She was like, she walked in and she was like, oh yeah, I made out with him as soon as I got here. And I think maybe that just was like set Anna off and, um, really made her want to share all of this info she had on her, which honestly, it doesn't seem like she has many credible sources for that. Also, um, I saw on the internet today on social media, um, that apparently Anna, like, did bottle service or whatever in Chicago, so it's just interesting that she's accusing, um, Brittany of, um, being an escort and all of this stuff, like, saying that in such a negative way when, she, like, 
what she does is not far off. You know what I mean? I think it's just very like why why judge other people, especially if you're you're in the kind of the same place. So, um, I thought that was interesting, and you know that lifestyle not for me, but you know it's you can't really judge judge unless you know what it's like. So I feel like Anna should maybe just just hold off and not say anything about it um especially because you know if it's not true um that does that could dampen a lot of opportunities for Britney you know um unfortunately that might not have uh be something that she wants shared around if that is true about her um so I don't know if um it's fair of Anna to really be putting those rumors out on national TV where the whole world can learn that about Britney, whether it's true or not. Even if it is just rumors, I think it's a really uh, bold accusation to put on somebody. 100%, I agree. Definitely a big accusation. Yeah, so um, that's when I just thought Anna was... Ugh, I, I was done with her then. But... Um, and, and so then enough about Anna and the drama because I could talk for hours about Anna because, <laughs> uh, you know, I've seen her as just victim number one this whole time. I knew she was going to be like a main antagonist. Um, uh, but and I, I felt like I called it first episode when everybody else was still fixated on Victoria. Victoria to me is not I mean we said this earlier but she's not the main antagonist. She's just the she's the visual effect. She's the drama stirrer. She's the one that people want you to think is the main antagonist so that they can throw you off and get you surprised by these other snakier girls. Um but transitioning out of that we saw that Matt goes on a one-on-one -on -one with one of the new girls and her name is Michelle. And this one-on-one -on -one was, I think, my favorite one-on-one -on -one in the entire season so far. Usually I kind of zone out during the one-on-ones, but I loved this one. Jade, what are your thoughts on Michelle and how this one-on-one -on -one went? Um, honestly, I feel like it went really well. I feel like with Matt, um, I'm kind of hoping that we see more of the progression of the relationships. Um, because I feel like, you know, every conversation during the cocktail hours is the same for him. Like, he t he chats with the girl, he learns a little something new, he smiles, he enjoys himself, and then they end it with a kiss. And, you know, his eyes are open, but that's another story. But, um, you know, every kind of conversation he has, he ends it with a kiss with these girls. And it's like, how are we supposed to know, the viewer, who you really are liking when you have these fine conversations and then kiss all of them? So I feel like with this one-on-one, -on -one, you know, I feel like there really was sort of a connection and some chemistry building there. And so, you know, of course, while there was a kiss in this date as well, I did feel like it came from more of a, I don't know, a developed place. Like he actually enjoyed her a little more than we've seen in previous dates on, on previous cocktail hours. Um, so I thought, honestly, it was a great date. And I'm I'm curious to see how his relationship with Michelle progresses and who else he has, what other relationships he has that will progress. Yeah, I agree. I think Michelle was just such a refreshing breath of fresh air during this episode. Um, she came in, she talked about being a teacher, um, and I think something that's really going to bond to the two of them is she was a former athlete, so, and Matt James is also a former athlete, so they really share that bond right there. Um, and also, you know, Matt James does the ABC food tours, which is with, um, he works with children for that. So they both share that. I think there's a lot in common between them. Um, but you could just see it. You could just see the chemistry, especially when they did the zip lining. Um, and Matt was talking about, you know, uh, I can't believe Michelle beat me. Like it, there was just some excitement and rawness there that I haven't seen with the other girls. I feel like he's really good at putting on like a nice show and, um, just being very chivalrous um, with all the girls, but it's sometimes I feel like I don't see his personality. In this one-on-one -on -one day, I saw his personality, and I really saw saw it come out when he was with Michelle. So I think this was a very um, exciting one-on-one -on -one day, and I really hope she goes far. I would argue that she's one of my favorites, even though we've only seen one episode with her. I I think she's a she's a top contender for me. Um, 
And then we go over to, they had a group date, which was when Ben Higgins came and they did this huge relay race, um, pumpkin rowing, squirrel wearing. Um, I loved this group date. I absolutely loved it. If I had been a part of this group date, I would have slayed. I mean, this was so funny to watch. I was invested. Um, and I don't know, it was like corny and tacky, but at the same time, it was so embarrassing for the girls that from an audience standpoint, I loved it. What did you think about the group date? You know, I definitely thought it was a good one. As you said, it's entertaining for the viewer because, you know, they literally were rowing in pumpkins and whatnot. Um, I think for me and maybe, you know, obviously I'm only the viewer, so whatever, but, um, I feel like the group dates, it's so hard with a date like that, where like how we're, yes, it's a group date, so you're all on this with Matt, but at the same time, if you're doing this relay race, how is it even really a date with mm -hmm. Matt? When right. you're all kind of doing your own thing, focusing on the activity. You know, like episode three, where we had that, um, the story writing yes. group date, at least with that, they had their individual stories, they got their little moment on stage with Matt, they got to like hug him after they read it, you know, so even though that was a group date, it's like I felt there still was some... Everyone had their moment on the group date with Matt. It's hard with these relay races and certain of the um, physical, more physical activities. It's like, yeah, you're on a group date with him, but you really only are getting to talk to him and interact with him during the, the cocktail hour that occurs after. Yeah, I agree. I think it is rough. And I, you know, especially with the uh, quarantine guidelines and stuff that they have to do to stay in... Um, in the realms of uh, whatever the health laws are or whatever. Um, the dates are kind of stale. We saw that a lot last season. I think they're doing a slightly better job this season of keeping the dates a little more fun and um, exciting than last season. Uh, but still, you know, you can tell they're kind of fishing for stuff to do. And as much as I liked this group date, you know, they had to be clever with it. Like, was they didn't really have... Um, many options but I just think I liked it so much because I loved seeing them in the squirrel costumes and there's that one meme of like Victoria in her squirrel costume and I thought that was the funniest thing I have ever seen um so I think I really enjoyed that element of it but yeah otherwise I mean the other group date we saw tonight was or last night was uh the boxing group date which out like I feel like this is one we see every season similar to how we see a wedding photo shoot every season I feel like the boxing one they are just using time and time again um we saw last season I know they did something similar on Peter Weber's season so this is nothing new how did you feel about the boxing date was it interesting to you did you have any standout moments from it that you thought were funny what are your thoughts you know, I agree with what you said before. It's kind of just been played out at this point. As you said, um, it happened in Claire's season with, you know, Noah was boxing Bennett. Um, you know, we've seen it previously with, I remember there was one when they, the girls were wrestling in like a, a mud <laughs> pool or something. I just, it happens every season where they're, you know, in some form fighting quote unquote with each other. And you know, I understand the whole fighting for love. I get that aspect. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe I understand it because, you know, usually that's when the drama ensues of, like, you know, Noah and Bennett last season. You know, we're seeing, like, the villains or the, the enemies, I should say, you know, kind of fighting it out and getting their frustration out. But maybe it happened a little too early in the season. So I couldn't really fully enjoy having the, you know, the enemies, like, dueling against each other. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, I feel like it would have been more exciting if they had pit people against each other. But it was kind of random at this point because I feel like, you know, this group date was all, I think, what they would call the OGs. So there were no new girls on the group date. Whereas if they had done some of the OGs against the new girls, I could feel like uh, that that would be a very different vibe in the ring. Um, but this really, this date actually did get pretty physical to the point where Matt James had to stop the date because people were swinging at each other's faces and stuff. So a lot of energy going on there. But, um, you know, at least it really does bring me back to that whole time when Ed said he couldn't fight and had to tell Chris Harrison he didn't want to fight because he was being a baby. So I wonder, um, 
if there was anybody, you know, I wonder how Ed feels seeing that um, none of these women copped out the way that he did. So uh, I thought that was very, very reminiscent of last season watching this through. Um, but, you know, those were the group dates. And then we get to after the day and there's the different cocktail parties that are having more discussions. Um, and at this point, that's just when we kind of see more blow up between all the girls. I think this is when Anna really addresses the whole, oh, you're an escort thing to Brittany. And instead of pulling her aside, like to a different room and just addressing it one on one, Anna says it to the whole room of girls, which is like, OK, you clearly don't care about addressing the rumor like in a mature style, which you're stating you're doing but you just want it to be a spectacle. So I thought that was very um, malicious of Anna to do it that way. Definitely. I mean, of all the people, first of all, that she could gossip and share with someone like, oh, I heard this rumor about her. Of course, it's going to be Victoria, who's then going to repeat it and, you know, stir the pot and run with that. Um, so of course, out of all the people that she tells someone, of course, it has to be Victoria. And then to announce it in front of everyone and address it, as you said, address it in front of everyone instead of maturely pu pulling her to the side and, you know, trying to tackle it head on, which also it's none of her business. Right. Um, of course, you know, she wanted to share that with everyone. So now everyone else knows the rumor and is thinking the same thing about Brittany and forcing her to basically defend herself against all the new girls and the OGs and basically isolating her from everyone else. Yeah, I thought that was really unruly. And, you know, you bring up a great point about her talking to Victoria. Something that I've been wondering these last two episodes is when did the change between the girls liking Victoria happen? Because if you go back to, like, the very first episode, you kind of got the vibe that everybody hated Victoria just as much as we did. Like, they all seemed, like, whenever Victoria would talk, they all seemed to, like, kind of give each other looks. And Victoria, we even see Victoria talking to the producers, being like, none of them, like, um, I don't like any of them, I'm not here to join a sorority, blah, 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 blah. But now, all of a sudden, they're all gossiping with Victoria, feeding off of Victoria, like vibing with her while they like talk shit like I, I don't know i think there was a change in tone with the girls and victoria um so i think that was a very interesting um that's something that i'm picking up on as a, as a viewer so i don't know if you've seen that shift as well um or what your thoughts are on are on that so i think i completely agree in the first episode in the promo it was like queen victoria she's the villain what is this girl talking about um, I think we saw that shift when it kind of shifted from Victoria to Sarah, because then Sarah started being the one who was constantly interrupting, constantly feeding for Matt's time when some of the girls didn't even get time to speak with him. And here she is hogging it just to kind of get that reassurance constantly that, oh, Matt does like me, like, it is okay, like, Matt is still interested in being with me. And we saw that shift, I think the girls kind of realized, like, yeah, Victoria's annoying, and she, you know, kind of started off on the wrong foot maybe um but you know they kind of redirected their energy to being like wait sarah's actually you know kind of causing a problem here by pulling matt aside and taking time away from the rest of us um and then once sarah left i think you know anna kind of stepped right in to take sarah's place and be the villain and kind of be the one causing drama and constantly being like well, I haven't had time with Matt, so I need to, you know, kind of do whatever it takes to make sure I secure my spot in the house. Yeah, I think that's a great point because I don't think they see Victoria as a threat. I mean, nobody thinks that at the end of this, Victoria and Matt are going to end up to with each other. So I feel like they really aren't scared of Victoria. And so they're not really upset with her antics as much because it's not hurting them. Whereas, you know, with Sarah, it was, Matt liked Sarah. Like, you could tell that Matt liked her a lot, and he was giving her a lot of attention. Um, and so they don't like that. They don't like when other girls are getting the attention from Matt. And so I think that's why these new girls coming in cause such a ruckus, because now these are people interrupting their time and interrupting their chances. Um, and I think you could see that in Anna, just how that got to her so much. Um, so uh, then we kind of get to the rose ceremony and that happens. Um, and of course, just to stir the pot a little more, he ends up choosing all but one of the new girls and sending home, um, 
I think K Kylie or both K names. I forget the one of them mm, was the lingerie. Kayla. Yeah, Kayla and Kaylee. I think. Um, yes. But uh, one of them was the lingerie girl. Uh, one of them was the girl from Matt's hometown. I think or home state, um, North Carolina. So mm -hmm. we saw both of them go home. I don't know if anybody else. I can't remember if anybody else went home other than also the new new girl. We know Kim, <laughs> the new girl. Kim. That dress was something. Well, yeah, let's talk about Kim for a second. Like, I felt like she was very bold to come in there, not only in that dress. Um, like, I felt that was more Bachelor in Paradise, not really the Bachelor um, kind of outfit. She also had an interesting hairdo. Like, it looked like she was from the 50s. Um, and then overall, she was just kind of awkward. Like, I was like, oh, Kim, honey, like, I don't know if the show is for you. <laughs> 100%. I honestly, it reminded me of, like, a bathing suit cover-up. So maybe it would have been more suited on Bachelor in Paradise. Maybe she'll end up there. Who knows? Um, right. I agree. The hair was definitely a little bit outdated. It didn't go with the dress, number one. Number two, that dress was something else. Number three, the hair, it didn't go with the outfit, but also it was like a 50s updo. And it really aged her. I really was like, how old is this girl? <laughs> also, she was very awkward. Um, she's only 28. I feel like, you know, she definitely could maybe use a, a pro tip, some pro tips on how to style herself better. But um, I'm sure she's a nice girl. And honestly, maybe she will be on Bachelor in Paradise. I'd love to get to know her more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could really see her. You know, maybe she'll be the next Bachelorette. Give us a little something different, something new. But um, yeah, Kim, I feel so bad she had to go because I felt like we could have seen some real interesting encounters like, I feel like Queen Victoria would have just used her as a little fish bait or something. But, um, yeah, too bad we had to see her go. But otherwise, all these other girls stayed. And, of course, you can see animosity um, between some of these OGs uh, seeing all these new girls stay. And then, of course, at the end, we see Katie approach Matt and be like, hey, there's some girls saying some really crazy things in here, acting not nice. Um, I think you should address it. So um, it looks like Matt's gonna step in here and make some money moves. So I'm really interested to see the next episode and see how Matt handles this, because I think this is always where The Bachelor or Bachelorette goes wrong. And this is where their ratings either go up or down, because last season, everybody liked Peter until he started dealing with the girls in the house. Um, and how he handled those situations. So Matt needs to, you know, tread very carefully on this and do the right thing here because otherwise he could, you know, really make or break himself. So um, what are your thoughts on how Matt should handle this situation? Um, your thoughts on Katie approaching him? Just in general, what did you think of this whole um, encounter? Um, yeah, I mean, I think this is once again a testament to Katie's character. She is there to focus on her relationship with Matt, and she doesn't believe that she needs to tear down the other girls in the house. She could just focus on her relationship, and whatever happens between them is between them, and I think that's honestly a great way to go about being a contestant on the show. Don't let his relationships with other women threaten you and make you feel like you need to act out and attack another woman in the house. Um... And honestly, I think it does need to be addressed because towards the end of Sarah's stay, she, I would say, was bullied. And, you know, we're starting to see that again with Anna spreading that rumor about Brittany. Um, so honestly, I'm happy that Matt is kind of addressing it now and addressing it kind of early on in the season. Um, maybe also, you know, in the beginning, one or two episodes, maybe even Victoria was a bit of a mean girl. So, you know, I'm glad that we're kind of seeing it get addressed early on in the season and hopefully, you know, um people will take it into account and we'll see the end of that um maybe also this will make matt more hyper aware if i don't know if katie gives names or if he somehow figures it out but maybe if he realizes that this is anna's one of the people in the house doing this and whatnot um we could see a shift in their relationship um and i agree with what you said before that great a great point about how you know, it really does kind of attest to how people like or dislike The Bachelor or Bachelorette based on how they handled the um, situations that arise in the house. I mean, I know with Tasia, I feel like she really addressed things head on and was open and honest about how she was feeling and how she wouldn't tolerate it. And I think it was very well um, received. 
all the contestants knew where they stood in the house and how it wouldn't be tolerated. Um, and she was there strictly for love and she didn't wish for there to be any stupid drama. And so I hope, you know, Matt sets that precedent, um, next episode. And I hope the contestants are, um, willing to receive that. Um, but also I hope he's successful in his delivery as well, because it could either make or break how people view him. Yes, very true. And of course, next episode, we saw the promo. We see Matt putting somebody in a limo. So I'm assuming he sends somebody home next week. My bet is that it's going to be Anna, but who knows? Um, do you have a prediction of who he's going to be sending home next week? Um, honestly, I do think it's going to be Anna just because I think based off of his conversation with Katie, um, it's going to eventually come out that Anna was the one who was stirring this rumor about this girl, Brittany, who, you know, is a new girl in the house. She doesn't know anyone else. And for you to come there and, and start a rumor just because you don't like her, whatever the case may be. Um, I don't think Matt's going to like that. You know, he doesn't want someone like that. Who's going to be that bring that negativity and be attacking in that way. Um, but also just, I don't know. I don't think he wants that for himself and his future wife, but also he doesn't want that for the rest of the girls in the house during their time. Um, so I think he's going to, you know, address it with her and I feel like the truth will come out and he just won't be able to overlook it. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, that about uh, wraps up our recap. Um, we're going to play one short game before we go. Um, so, Jade, this game is basically, uh, it's called the predictions game, I guess we'll say. So I'm going to say, um, who in the house do you think will do what? Um, and you're going to give me a name of the girl in the house that you think would most likely fill that prediction. Um, so for the first one, out of these contestants, which contestant do you see being the next Bachelorette? Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, I did think about this yesterday. Um, so I think there could be, I think that maybe I have two answers, I'll say. Um, I think it could be, or no, yeah, I have two. I think either Abigail, because I really do love, um, you know, she overcame, she is deaf, or I believe was deaf. Um, I think that's a great new feature. Mm-hmm. Sorry, um, my two. toilet's singing again. Well, it's okay. <laughs> I think, um, you know, Abigail having is deaf or having been deaf in the past, um, I think it really will bring some more diversity onto the show. You know, we have Matt James, who is the first black bachelor. Um, so also just she's such a sweet, sweet girl. I think it would be really interesting to have her as a bachelorette. Additionally, um, Brie, she has a great personality, really is beautiful great positive um if she doesn't win i would love to see her in that scenario as well i think she definitely um would be a great bachelorette and be able to date all these men and figure out her match yes great prediction um and then who do you think is going to come out of this and try to be like insta famous next hannah ann influencer vibes which girls do you think could fit that mold i mean i think if it's not already obvious Miss Queen Victoria <laughs> is definitely on the show to try and get some fame for her being how outrageous she is all the time. Um, but I'm not sure if that's necessarily going to be long lasting, you know, like people are going to grow old of the antics once the season is over. So, you know, obviously her, but I do think there are other people who maybe whether they intended to or not will have a following um, just maybe based off of their personality and how sweet they are. Um, I really love Rachel, honestly. I think she's very sweet and cutesy. So I think maybe she could... Also, she's a graphic designer, so she kind of probably has that um, those vibes and that certain aesthetic going. I think she could really develop a following. And um, Mary, Marie, oh, yes. um, the former pageant girl as well, I think she definitely you know, would love a following, is in that influencer realm already a little bit. Um, so she could definitely be molded into the influencer with various brand deals and whatnot. And also Kit, I mean, she's a little fashionista. Her mom is Cynthia Rowley. I mean, I think she definitely will be catapulted into one of those social media Instagram baddies. Awesome. Okay, last one. 
Um, who do you think is going to be Matt James's top four? And out of those four, which one do you think will ultimately get the final rose? Wow, that is a loaded question. Another <laughs> one I've been trying to figure out. So the top four and who will get the final rose? Um, you know, just based off of who I really like and would love to see up there, I'm going to have to go with Abigail, Bree, um, Rachel, and honestly, I can't get over the date from last night, Michelle as well. Um, I do think Katie will be a close runner-up, but who do I see getting the final rose? Um, I would love, love, love for it to be Rachel. I don't know, there's something about her that I just find so sweet and, like, innocent. Um, but I think it might be Brie, honestly. I really could see it being Brie. I feel like they just have this chemistry that when you see them together talking, maybe if it's not even the most deep thing, I just feel like there is a chemistry there. Yes, I agree. Um, we have very similar top fours. Um, and I think, you know, Brie, there definitely is. Like, he, you can tell he likes her. You can tell he likes Brie. You can definitely tell he likes Rachel. And I think after the episode, um, Michelle is going to be a front runner as well. So, um, great choices, Jadester. Um, but that hereby ends this recap of season four of The Bachelor. Um, so I would like to thank Miss Jade Arena for her time tonight. This was an excellent recap. We covered so many points. So tune in next week for even more excitement, even more drama as I recap next week's episode. All right, that's it, folks. Good night.